All right, welcome back to Untold Gems, guys. We have another guest on the show this week. Her name is Latea. Uh, she's the owner of La Joie de Beauté. Basically, she's an esthetician, but I don't want to do you like I need the service, so I'll let you introduce yourself. So I own a beauty business slash tattoo business, um, and I've been doing this now for mm-hmm. September. It hit almost it hit six years in september which that's is crazy wow. yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a long time yeah it's Damn. been a crazy journey <laughs> did you do like any schooling for this or is this something you just did on your own so i started back um i started doing lashes and it basically just took off from there i didn't go to like aesthetic school um i kind of just started with lashes and then got really into doing that and then ended up taking courses for everything that I did. I became like a little bit addicted to getting trainings and learning because I hadn't been in school for so long. Um, It just, I was so addicted to learning new things that it just, it was the best feeling ever learning all these things. But I did, I did get trainings. So not actually school. But nice. Still counts. And at this point, how many different services do you offer? Like, I know, I know pretty much what you offer, but tell the audience, like, what exact services do you offer? Oh my god. Okay. So, because <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. So, we'll start with lashes. So, I do lashes. I do lash lifts. Um, I do lash tinting. I do brow tinting, brow lamination, brow microblading. I do body services. I do about like five body services. Um, I do tattoos. I do tattoos for the lips. Um, I do, oh my God, I do basically everything. I I basically (laughs) decided it was never the plan, but when I first started and I started doing lashes, I kind of thought I was always going to do that. And then I decided to just become a one-stop shop because people loved the environment and they liked how you know how comfortable they were and I just felt like why not just allow someone to come here and get four or five things done instead of going to four or five different places yeah that's a really good idea to like be able to offer different services and I'm sure in terms of like making money too like it helps a lot right a hundred percent yeah so do you have like a separate like an office space for where you do all of this so yeah, I I don't I used to work from home. I was home based for 5 years. I started in my like studio apartment which was really tight. Um. It was crazy. Um and then basically I slowly gradually just ended up, you know, having a living room space and then I had a closed space in my house and then eventually I decided I think it was last year I decided that I'm just going to make the step and get a studio, which was probably mm-hmm. the scariest thing ever, especially with COVID. But it just felt like I needed to push myself a little bit further to see what I'm capable of, even if it doesn't work out. And it, which area is it located in, like the studio? So it's in NDG Westmount. It's near mm-hmm. Vondome. So it's okay. in like a really big loft building. It's pretty cool. I'm yeah, very, it's really cute. <laughs> very proud oh, of it. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really nice. What did you oh, do? On my lashes. Oh. Every time I did my lashes, it was it was with her. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask, like, how long did it take for you to get... You said it was last year that you got the... That you opened the, yeah. the actual salon. Um, But so how long do you think it took you for, in your journey? Like, for anyone that's listening who wants to, you know, eventually open their own place, how many years do you think it took you to be able to get to that point? I want to say... It, it I guess, like, four or five it took me a while. And I think the biggest thing about my journey with this business was that I am such an impatient person. Like when it comes to daily living, I'm so impatient. And the one thing I realized was that when it came to my business, I did everything so slowly. I think I was so afraid to mess up and not, you know, I I had so many fallbacks, but it, it still brought me 10 steps further when I realized what my mistake was so getting there took really long but I'm kind of happy that it did because I got to enjoy even the worst moments yeah yeah I think that's definitely something that helps like taking it at your own pace and not going too fast I think for me it's helped a lot 
and so 100%. yeah i think looking back at it now it's like it's a good thing for sure yeah and i think a lot of people compare themselves to other people which is really oh, easy sure. to do for sure it's like almost too easy to do and when you start doing that you start losing yourself in what your goal is you know because everyone's goal is different right so yeah especially yeah. with social media <laughs> yeah oh God, it's so bad I would just touch that point because I know there's a lot of like lash businesses or one-stop shops. Like, I just want to know how hard was it to just focus on your journey and not look around? Because I know the last five years, it's been every summer, there's like a new hustle. Sometimes it's people becoming a barber, real estate agent, doing lashes. How do you stay focused on saying, this is what I'm going to do? And for you to stay within your niche for five years, pretty impressive. Can you talk about the longevity it took to stay focused despite the, the struggles? So it was really hard. I think I'm lucky because I started at a point where it wasn't so oversaturated and not everyone was doing it. But I also started at a point where people were getting more interested in it because they realized how easy it was to just take a course, right? So like doing it, I think what separated me from a lot of people was that I really cared about each client. Like nobody was treated differently and I, I really worked hard to become perfect at what I did. And even when I was at my, my best point, I still thought I wasn't really good enough. So it was hard because I was struggling with myself realizing like, okay, you deserve to be charging more or, you know, getting more clients. And it's, it's hard when you're changing your prices and you know you started at $60 and now you're doing 100 and you lose half your clients and you're like whoa okay (laughs) what am I supposed to do now you know and that's exactly what happened to me I was charging the bare minimum and then I decided I deserve to be charging more and I did and I lost half my clients and it was really really rough when I first started but I think just being so careful with how I executed things and, you know, making sure that things were done perfect. And the the problem with today is that you take a two day course and then you're out in the world and you're charging a hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. And you make a mistake and what are you going to do? You're ruining, for me, it was my name. I never wanted to ruin my name. I think that's like, was the biggest thing for me. No, but I can say like from from having experienced actually getting lashes from you, you very are like like you are someone that's very like you pay attention to detail. You're very careful and like you make sure I'm okay. And like it's I don't like the moment the first time I ever did my lashes. I don't know if you remember because it was a, a really long time ago, and I don't, I don't do them that frequently. But it's when I travel and stuff. But um, I remember telling you like these are the best lashes I've ever had, <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Because like I like I swear I was always going to like not not necessarily cheap people because sometimes I would actually pay like more than $60 or whatever and they still weren't like quality lashes you know so I think that's what separated you from my experience of actually getting my lashes done so I noticed (laughs) thank you I have have a question this might sound ignorant but for the fellas listening to this how do you know what's expensive or not because for me I hear $60 and that's we're saying the prices like we know the prices yeah so so for you what would be the high-end prices was the material was the lowest where you have to be wary of it so the highest prices right now like in the industry at least with lashes i know for montreal there's people charging like 350 oh, which is expensive like really expensive and i don't mean to like put anyone down but even for <laughs> me i think i'm really good and i charge the maximum of 150 Mm. and to some people that might be expensive but I've had people come and spend like 120 and get horrible lashes done and so for $30 more if you're willing to invest in doing this properly it's not it's not worth spending $30 less in my opinion but $350 is a lot (laughs) how long do these lashes stay on yeah like three weeks three to four weeks (laughs) it's a monthly it's a monthly but if you're doing like every two weeks every three weeks yeah two to three weeks so yeah but uh, i have have this question this might sound very stupid but i wanted to know the concept of having like birds on your eyes because i know people have lashes and they look natural but i have other people 
you go out and look like that, like feathers flying away. So can you talk about the process of somebody coming to your chair and saying, I want certain type of lashes? Is there a reason why Samuel different sizes or? I think a lot of the times people see things on the internet and they assume what someone else has is going to look amazing on them. I'm not that person. I don't do specific, I don't do those types of lashes. (laughs) I do very natural (laughs) lashes. And if you're coming to me, it's because that's what you want. Oh my God. But I've had clients come in with like, like they're touching their eyebrows and that's (laughs) long for me. Like, I don't think, I don't think I'd be able to do that. (laughs) Do you do your own lashes? I don't. I really wish I did, though. Is it possible yeah. to do that? Like, can do people do that? It. I'm. I've seen people do it, but I. I don't recommend it because you. Oh, you okay. use tweezers, like really sharp tweezers. So yeah, and you can't see. Like you'd have to do one eye at a time with like one eye closed. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so scary to do yourself. Oh my god. <laughs> Is there a thing that you prefer doing, like tattoos, for example, like anything that you prefer doing more than other things? <laughs> I think, I mean, lashes will always be first and then tattoos, 100%. I like, I'm a very creative person. So doing tattoos is something that allows me to express my creativity while at work. Um, But I think lashes will always be something that I love. And I don't know if it's because it's the first thing I started with, but I... I could do lashes for 12 hours straight, which I do sometimes. Damn. And I don't get tired of it. After six years, I I can't say that I'm I'm fed up of doing it. Does That's it fire. hurt your back a lot? Like I, I always hear people talking about how it hurts their back and like you have to bend over a lot. How is that experience of like sitting for so long and like bending over? How do you like how does your body feel at the end of your work shift? <laughs> I think I'm always, it's crazy, but I'm always running off a lot of adrenaline when I'm at work because I'm so excited to see my clients at the end happy and smile that I don't even focus on that, honestly. Um, Like, that's really like it's everything is worth, you know, the pain that I have to feel after. I just, I don't know. I, the excitement is always there because you get to see them get up and look at themselves. And it's a feeling that you just you can't explain. You yeah, know? for sure. That's far. Wait, so you said 12 hours. Does that mean like, what, what are your business hours like? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I try more now to set boundaries which I it's the first year that I'm doing this so the five years before there were no boundaries um sometimes I would work like nine till ten that's Um, crazy yeah and I mean I still find myself doing that sometimes but it's really if I have a big project or a big tattoo I'll make exceptions but I work Monday to Saturday and on Sundays I'm still working at home I do my content. I do all of that stuff. So it's a 24-hour thing, really. But I try when I'm at home to not answer messages. and But it's hard. Clients are like, why are you answering me at 1 a.m.? I'm like, I can't stop working. Like, it's hard. Take a break. Is it just you or do you have help? Like, do you have other people that do it too? I don't. It's just me. Okay. Like, do you think you can keep that up for, or like, do you want to just be just you or? (laughs) How do you scale? That's what I'm saying. I think I'm so afraid because this industry is really scary when you invite new people in and then you teach them everything you know. And Mm. a lot of the times people don't want to work for someone in this industry. They feel like... They can be successful on their own. They don't need someone. And I mean, I worked for someone before when I first started. And that's what made me feel so confident. I had someone hawking over me, telling me, you're not doing a good job. You have to do better. You have to fix this. I learned that way. And that's what made me improve the way I did. And I think hiring someone, I'm afraid that someone's not going to give 100% like I do, which... It's not, it might not be fair to think like that, but mm. I, no, it's true. We always say like, no one's going to care about, yeah, no one's going to care about your business as much as you. So we always, we always say that, like, it's so hard to delegate or to like give a part of your business away to someone because they're just not going to take care of it as much as you would, you know? That's it. It's, it's really hard to, yeah. you know. 
no, no worry about it. We're all in the same boat. And I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's my goal for 2023. Because like, as you mentioned previously, it's like you, we run on 24 hours a day. And we can't do that for a long time. You know, so yeah. I definitely get a cinema. Um, I wanted to ask, how long did it take for you to get to the point where you were able to take this <clears throat> completely full time? Like, were you ever working a job alongside doing lashes? Tell us a little bit about that and how long it took you to really like jump away from a job and just completely do lashes. So when I first took my course, which was in. In 2016, I took my first course, my first um, lash course, and I was pregnant <laughs> I was <gasps> pregnant <laughs> no way. and I was broke <laughs> broke as hell like my boyfriend was working I was working and it was just I my boyfriend paid for my first course so he paid for it and I did lashes I was addicted I did lashes every single day for a year for free on family and then I decided I'm just going to work somewhere wow. because I'm not going to start my own business. That would be crazy. And I worked for someone for two months and I got paid $11 an hour. <gasps> and this was while you were pregnant? <laughs> this was after I had given birth. Okay. So I gave okay. birth. I had a newborn. I was in school oh. for accounting and wow. I was working a part-time job and I was doing clients at home. Oh my god. So the juggle was real. I I never felt pressure or stress like that ever. It was very it was it was a really rough time and we still weren't making a lot of money so it was really hard. And I remember coming home one day and telling my boyfriend I feel really depressed and I can't do this anymore. I can't work for $11 an hour. Yeah. I'm going to just quit my job. And I I quit my job and I had like I want to say like $500 in my bank account oh my <laughs> and I with half of the money I bought lash supplies and then I just started taking clients and that was the last day wow. 2017 was the wow. last day I love so stories you, like that the story <laughs> yeah did I you love have, it. did you have anyone help you with like your child other than your boyfriend of course like family or my my parents helped me so okay. I had my dad who was babysitting her while I was in school and on the days where I was not in school I like where I would finish after school and I wasn't working I would go pick her up I would come home and sometimes I would do night shift for lashes so I'd come home drop her off and my boyfriend was doing overnights at the time so he was doing 11 till 7 in the morning and so mm. I was up all night and then they would just restart. And oh, it was crazy. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. yeah. That sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was pretty wild. But it was worth it. It was It was definitely worth it. Yeah, like these hard times always make the best stories, you know? A hundred percent. Can you speak a bit about how it is having a child and running a business? Because I'm always wondering, like, what's it going to be like when I'm going to have a child running a business? Because I think I could, you can imagine what it is like if you're an employee because you know how that sort of works but like being a business owner is different like how does it does it help you or is it like yeah just explain that a bit so when I first started my business and I was working like and it really picked up and I was working a lot it was like I could never say no to a client I missed a lot I missed a lot of key moments in my daughter's life which was really hard but I had found two loves I met her and you know I I gave birth to her which was like my true love and then I found my dream job which I never thought that I was gonna find um and it was hard it's it's still hard to this day and I think a lot of people think well you get to set your own hours you get to you know you get to be your own boss but it's almost worse because there's no downtime and yeah. every day you have to, you know, book clients and schedule your week in advance and try to book up for the next month. And there's no downtime unless you have people working for you. But even at that, for me, it's, you know, a balance. <laughs> I don't know if I would say balance exists, but I try to set more boundaries where, you know, I'll say no to a client and I have to finish early, but, you know, 
it's okay to miss opportunities sometimes. And I think that's what took me a long time to realize is that Mm. if a client really wants to come to see you, they're going to reschedule. Yeah, they'll they'll come like another day or or something. Yeah, that's it. But getting your name to that point, it took me what felt like a long time because at first I was like, you know, I was fighting for clients. I I felt like I had to say yes all the time because I didn't want them to feel like they weren't a priority, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people didn't know I had kids. Now I have two, but at the time, nobody knew I had a kid. That's how much I was just so invested in doing what I was doing, but I don't have any problem saying no now, you know? That's good. Yeah. Yeah, but if you had to restart over, let's say from the beginning again, you know what you know now, would you change something to find more balance or to implement maybe other resources for you to be potentially spend more time with your kids? I think the idea would be nice, but it definitely, all that time that I spent working made me better at what I did. And I think my daughters seeing me work really hard, sometimes it's hard, but they also see that mommy works and she provides for herself and she, you know, she has a business and they're so, they're very young, but they're very proud to say like, oh, my mom has a studio and she does lashes. and, (laughs) And I think it encourages them to realize that like, you can do this all on your own and you don't need anybody's help. You know, you just have to stay motivated and push yourself. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, it's going to be a nice like thing for them to grow up with. I'm sure it's going to like they're going to see you working and it's going to rub off on them too, you know? For sure. But uh, I wanted to ask about like you mentioned earlier, raising prices. You you said like a lot of your clients left you when you raised your prices. How can you get the confidence to be like enough is enough? I'm just going to raise my prices. I'm going to stop like settling for cheap prices because I feel like I definitely struggle with that sometimes. I feel like a lot of people struggle with that in the beginning of their business, but what, like, how can you get the confidence to just go ahead and do it? Can you give us some advice? (laughs) So I think the thing is, is that you're always going to have people that want to pay less. It's, it's normal, you know, like it's just a part of a business. If you tell someone I'm going to give you $10 off, they're not going to say no. It's like, (laughs) it's normal. You know, everybody wants a deal. But the thing is, is that sometimes you realize that certain people just want this done. And if you want something bad enough, you're going to pay to get it. It doesn't matter how much it is. You're going to save your money. You're going to, you know, put money aside to do it. It's, you have to want it. And if you don't want it bad enough, well, then it doesn't matter if you raise your price by $2, that person's going to leave eventually anyways. So raising it cancels out the people who, you know, were doing it just because. So you never, never feel afraid to raise your prices. You know, I'm finally raising my prices after two years and I'm still nervous. Yeah. (laughs) And I know my clients are going to be like, okay, it's okay. It's not a big deal, but it's going to cancel out the people who, never really wanted it to begin with yeah no but it's true like like I remember going like so I went to so many lash artists when I was younger and I would pay like 60 bucks which was like the cheapest price point that you could find and then sometimes I would try like the 80 dollar ones or like the 90 dollar ones and they were like not even good like there was no difference so I was like why am I paying more so I got kind of used to just paying 60 dollars and like settling for like not really good lashes but then I remember I think it was on a Facebook like the NDG Facebook group that somebody referred you to me and uh, because I was like where can I find a good lash artist and that's how I found you and they were like, oh my God, her work is amazing. And I and I remember seeing your prices and I was like, oh, it's a little bit expensive. But I was like, you know what? I'm tired of going to like bad, like having bad experiences. So I just went and like the, so not only were your lashes really good, but I, I think you did them in exactly like one hour. And I was so used to going people who did them in like two and a half hours. I'd be sitting there for like three hours. Like I just wanted to cry. So I think people will pay for like the quality and so you like you definitely shouldn't be afraid to charge for the quality that you can offer because the people who do experience you know the quick like the quickness of it the quality they're going to be willing to pay more you know yeah a hundred percent 
Yeah, and I found too that like the more you raise your price, the better clientele you work with as 100%. well. So like it makes your life easier yeah. as well. You how you get those clients that are that are just willing to pay. You yeah. Know? yeah, what you yeah. want really, <laughs> and they're easier to deal with too. Like usually, hundred percent. Yeah. But um, did you have any bad experiences or did you ever like fuck up or make like a mistake <laughs> like for tattoos, for example? Like, do you have any of those stories? Um, I unintentionally, I did not make this error. Oh my God, this is, this is bad. <laughs> um, so I had a client come in and she had given me a date and dates are tricky, oh. like especially if you... <laughs> I made her look at the date like six or seven times because I was like, you have to make sure that this is right. And it turned out that the date was wrong that she had given. Oh, oh she gave you wrong. Really bad. I felt so bad. Yeah, it's not your fault at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, so thank God it wasn't my fault. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I would feel so bad. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I, I felt for her. I was like, Fuck. But there's tattoo removal like she can get it removed and i do removal so it's oh there you go there Let's you go, go. <laughs> but uh where did you learn how to do tattoos was that also did you take courses for that or was that just like freestyle um so i started doing tattoos oh so i started drawing tattoos when i was 12 um my wow. dad's from the shop and so i would do sketches for him because i really like drawing and then when i was 16 i started tattooing Wow, not the best idea but I did it anyways I had very stupid friends clearly (laughs) who were just willing and then um I had stopped because I just felt like it was kind of it kind of scared me a little bit thinking that okay am I gonna go into my career at like 17 18 um so I stopped doing tattoos and then um I restarted about three years ago and I haven't stopped since I think Mm. it helps that I do makeup tattoos and I have the hand for it so it came really easy as I got older um but yeah it's I'm pretty much self-taught so that's far yeah that's crazy um so we like we had an episode once where we were talking about like different side hustles you can do and I was like guys what about like beauty stuff I was like lashes all of these things because I find they're like it's quite easy to do the courses for them obviously like I actually did a lash course back in the day by the way but uh, I just I literally after I did the course I never went to go practice I I kind of just that's I, a lot of people though. yeah <laughs> well, like so many people do the lash course and just yeah. don't do anything with it because it's like you expect like after the two-day training that you're like okay I can start lashing but you really can't like you actually need to go practice for like you said you practiced for a year on your family so it takes really like a lot of time but um how, like what's the best way that someone can get started because like like I said we were talking about this in another episode where I was like guys you can just start like a beauty business what's the best way that somebody today do you think can get started in the beauty industry when it comes to like um either lashes you know tattooing microblading whatever I think the main thing that I would say to anyone is make sure that you're still working And you're practicing all the time because with lashes, it's something that you're going to feel so confident. You're going to do like three, four, five clients, and then you're going to get a client that's so different. And I've, it's happened to me so many times when I first started and I was just like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, is it like their eye shape is different? Everything. Their eye shape, their lashes. They have three layers of lashes instead (sighs) of two layers of lashes. And It's just like, and it takes you like, it used to take me sometimes like three hours to do a set. And then they would get up and I'd be like, there's there's not that many lashes on there. (laughs) It took me at least, yeah, it took me a while to, to get to that point where I felt like, wow, that's a full set. But the more you practice the better you're going to get at it. And I tell that too. I also teach lashes. So yeah, I was going to ask about that next. Yeah, I teach lashes and I think it helps because I I love it so much that like my my course is 2 months. So Oh wow, it, that's so much yeah. better than like 24 two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. So my yeah, my course is 2 months. Well, that's How really much? nice of you to like put that much time into them. Yeah. How much is the course? 
So my course is 3000. Yeah. And I do it over. And the best part about the course is that eventually after 10 clients, I start charging very low and I give them money back so that they can, you know, buy their lash products once they leave. They have money to like buy lashes and buy glue. Um, and I supply them the clients. Okay, yeah. so they're able to practice for those two months on different like on clients with you. Yeah at my studio so they come in they have a room to themselves in the back and I I basically watch over them so I correct their mistakes I talk to them after and tell them you know this you could have done differently and that's how they get better because when you don't have someone watching you and guiding you there's no way for you to know that you did you're doing something wrong yeah, when yeah. I did the course, I was like just putting lashes on like a fake mannequin yeah. or something, and I was like, exactly. this is, "I was like, oh, this is so easy." And then like I was, I was trying to think about actually doing it, and I was like, "I don't know how I'm gonna do this," so I just basically gave up. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, too, is doing it like a lot of people don't realize, but doing it on someone if they're moving, if their eyes are twitching, if they're just like being impatient, you feel all of that through their eyes. They're like fluttering and you're like, oh my God, how am I going to do this for two hours? Yeah. I don't like, I feel like it's, it must be so scary too. Cause like if they imagine they just like move and then like you poke them in the eye or something, like I'm always so afraid. (laughs) I've had clients just jump up. Like, like literally lift themselves up middle of the session. And I'm like, I'm holding like the sharpest tweezers ever. (laughs) This is scary. (laughs) No, but you know what sometimes happens to me? Sometimes I'm like about to fall asleep and I'm like, oh my God, if I actually fall asleep, I'm going to end up moving, you know? So I'm like fighting to stay awake sometimes. That always happens to me when I do my lashes. Ugh. But uh, yeah, so you were saying uh, it's, so it's 3000 for the course and it's a span of two months. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, that's a really good deal because I think I had, I forget how much I had paid for the two day course, but it was, uh, it was, a, I think it was like 1K, which, you know, it goes to show the quality of the two different courses, you know? Mm-hmm. So if people really want to have like an in depth training where they're actually going to be able to practice and learn, then that's, that's for sure worth it. Um, so you basically do teach people like you've taught people how to do what you do. So I think if you ever needed to hire someone, it wouldn't even be that hard if that's what you chose to do because you already know how to teach people. True, like yeah. you could hire the people that you teach technically. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I I would love to. I think that's my next step in owning this business is I know that eventually if I want to move forward, I need to hire people because mm. I can only do so much as one yeah. person. It's great to feel like I get it, you know, everything has to be done 100%, but I'm slowly starting to accept that, you know, not everyone is going to have the same love and passion that I do, but as yeah. long as it's the qualities there, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. I have a bit of a boring question, like <laughs> the accounting part of your business, how's that going? Hey, you said you um, took accounting school, like you were learning? I did, Yeah. <laughs> So I was in accounting school, so it definitely helped. But um, I hired someone. I'm very good at bookkeeping, but at a certain point, I I don't want to bookkeep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel you. <laughs> I could do it. I don't want to. It's not so fun. So you have an accountant that bookkeeps and like files your taxes as well. She does everything, okay, but I'm very smart. organized, so I just hand her. My mm. paper is color coded. Everything is good, and she handles it. I don't. I'm not an account. I I'm not an accountant, and I I don't want to be. Nice. nice. <laughs> it's yeah. Easier like that. There's something <laughs> you you pay people to do. It's easier. Nice. Yeah, I always like I always say like that's the one thing that I just really despise about owning a business is the fact that you have to kind of learn the accounting side of things, and I just would rather not look at them at all. <laughs> so it's just so much. It's so much better to just hire someone. Um, but the next thing I wanted to ask was how can someone like, or I'll ask you from your experience, what was the best way to promote your business? Like how, where did you find the most clients when you first started and now too, like how, like, where are you able to find new clients? So, I mean, Instagram is definitely a great source. TikTok has been I was about to say, I see you on TikTok. Insane. (laughs) I'm, I'm enjoying TikTok. Um, and for me, I, I'm happy to say that most of my clients are word of mouth. I was going to say, I was going to ask you that, like, I was going to ask, because so many people say that that ends up being the best way 
that their business gets like promoted and that's how I found you so it's crazy it's so crazy how that's like the main like that's why your quality of what you do has to be really good because yeah 100 I think too any picture can look good on Instagram for sure you can can do whatever you want to the photo but having someone see you in person and compliment you on your lashes or your brows that is the best like it's a walking ad basically and it's kind of free right so that was definitely the best it's it's obviously great to use social media and I love it but it's it (sighs) it's hard sometimes yeah it is yeah 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 i was gonna ask with people having to make tough decisions we had an episode yes last week talking about grocery spending and how that's becoming a more of a big topic where people have to make big cuts to their budget how do you plan on advancing in 2023 2024 if people have to cut on the lashes or other aesthetics do you have like a strategy in placing if that's the case or I think in this industry <laughs> girls are willing to, <laughs> to girls will go in debt for their lives to buy less groceries <laughs> and spend more money on themselves and I think with how women are becoming more like treat yourself and take care of yourself and by doing what I do that's a huge part a lot of people have I mean and I hear it every day like oh I'd rather not spend money on going out and I'd rather come see you for services which is crazy but that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) a real world for you but no I think also I mean I always have promotions too I always try to keep you know keep that fair too for students I have student prices um so I I try to be my prices are not too high I think so I think compared to certain people it's not um it's it's not overpriced so hopefully that helps people you know who are struggling a little bit but I always give discounts. I think that's one thing that I've always tried to do. Try to understand people's situations. So, mm-hmm. Well, what's your tattoo rate? Like how much do you charge for tattoos? So it really depends. Like for smaller tattoos, yeah, it really depends on the size. But my starting is about 60, 70. And of course, I have a lot of clients that come in and want like eight or nine tattoos they want smaller ones and I always give a deal so you know example I had a client that came in the other day and she did 10 tattoos or 11 and the smallest one which was like the size of a penny was like 30 dollars so it's not so bad and for all I want to say for all 11 tattoos it was 350 and we did her whole hand so that's like you know, and I have people I've gotten, I have many tattoos and the prices, I try to compare prices too, right? Like competitive pricing is a huge thing. So knowing what other people charge around you is a good way to kind of stay mm-hmm. in touch with what you can get away with charging, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Troll, do you have any tattoos? Nope. <laughs> oh none of us have tattoos we're so boring oh my yeah, god no, no, I was gonna say none of us have tattoos <laughs> none of you guys have <laughs> honestly I'm so afraid of commitment like I'm just so afraid to get something on my body and then and then regret it like that's my biggest sure. for sure oh because <laughs> I have some friends and like my sister and like people like just people around me who are like oh I regret this tattoo or like I wish I did this and I'm like I know myself too much like with the way that I change what I like that I, that if I get something like this year in two years I'm not gonna like it anymore so I don't know if I could ever commit to a tattoo to be honest <laughs> I get it I, I totally get it how many tattoos do you have um, I stopped counting after I did oh my, my sleeve. <laughs> I, did I never my even noticed arm. you had a sleeve. I never even noticed. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you have a full sleeve? Yeah, here, I'll show you guys. I mean, you might not be able to see the whole thing, but... Damn. So, yeah. How much did that cost? <laughs> so, I my my boyfriend's cousin owns a tattoo shop. And I want to say half of my tattoos were free. Oh, wow. I got really lucky. (laughs) 
because it was his cousin and he gave most of them to me for free. Um, but I want to say in total, like with the most recent ones, and I guess the ones that I've spent, I've probably spent over like $4,000 on tattoos. Holy mm. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah They're expensive. <laughs> see, I don't know if I can ever go there for the commitment reasons and also the money. Like, I don't the know. Money. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, but um, oh, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask something, but I forgot. Where are you from originally? Like your ethnicity? Um, like my where my parents are from. Yeah. Um. So my father is Jamaican Chinese, and my mom is Italian and French. Mm. Damn, that's crazy. Mix. Yeah, that's a really nice mix. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I always wanted to ask you, but I always forgot. But um, do you speak any of those languages? Um, so last year I decided that I'm finally going to start learning Italian and uh, I didn't finish my course, but I'm going to restart it in the winter. So I'm doing Italian and Jamaican. I, I, I don't really know what I would call what my dad speaks, <laughs> not Patois, um, but, um, I understand when he talks, <laughs> but um, French, yes, I speak, but yeah, I'm learning Italian, so. Have you been to Italy uh, or Jamaica? I have. I've, I, I go to Jamaica usually every year because we have family there, um, um, and Italy I've been also, yeah. I think Jamaica is like my favorite place that I've ever been. Well, in terms of the beach, like the beach was so beautiful. And the, food. And the sand. Oh, my God. Ugh. I wasn't there for long enough to experience like the food and everything. But the beach. Oh, my God. The beach is really nice. But the food, if ever you go back, go for the food. The food is so good. Yeah, I bet. Ugh, I always hear that. Um, oh, I remembered what I wanted to ask. So I remember one time we were talking about like going out and stuff like that. And I was saying how it's so hard to be like, to, to, to not be distracted by like friends. How do you stay focused in like growing your business and like not getting distracted of like going out too much and I don't know, waking up hungover and stuff like that. Like, how do you stay focused on your business and are able to manage it all yourself and, you know, not, not feel like, um like FOMO, like you don't fear, like fear of missing out. How do you manage that? so I'm gonna start like back a little bit so when I was younger I used to smoke a lot of weed like, <laughs> a lot of weed. <laughs> like too much <laughs> and so I, when I started doing my business and I s started finding myself I guess you can say and I remember smoking for the first time and bawling my eyes out because I felt super out of body, which I hated that feeling. And I know that when I was younger, I would smoke a lot because I wasn't happy. Yeah. And so, I mean, as I got older, I realized that I really, I really like who I am. And I don't need to feel any different than how I feel now. So I think letting go of those things and, you know, going out and not drinking. And a lot of people look at you like, you're not going to drink. Like, yeah, what's fun. Wrong with fun. You? like you're not going to have fun. And I'm like, I am having fun. <laughs> I'm eating. <laughs> like I'm eating, I'm chilling. I'm talking. I'm having conversations. I don't need to be under the influence to have a good time. I love it. And I realized that even just feeling the tiniest bit of like outer body made me feel not myself which i i hate that feeling now so it it was it wasn't hard actually it wasn't hard because i was okay with not doing those things and whether people judged me or not it um i knew that i can do other things like you know treat myself to going out for dinner or just being with people who understood which is kind of hard um, sure. I think being a business owner and being like successful in what you do, you kind of realize that unless people are doing the same thing as you, they don't understand you and yeah. they kind of judge you for prioritizing so much what you do. Like, why are you so obsessed with your business? You know, like, and people, I don't get invited out as much because people are like, oh, we just assumed you were busy or and they're like, just, oh, Sasha, you're always busy now. <laughs> It's always the, the same thing, you know? So when you start to realize that like your priorities are just different than other people, 
it's not hard to separate yourself from feeling that FOMO, you know? And I Mm. do feel it, but it passes very fast where I'm like, I'd rather just be home or I'd rather do something simple and be with people who understand that, you know? Yeah. And like, what are your hobbies now? Like outside of lashing, like, what do you do for fun? Are you able to, like, are you still able to like go out even though you work so much? Like, what do you still do for fun? Um, so I actually started a little side business where I knit on the side. <laughs> so That's I knit so cute and random. <laughs> I knit baby clothes. So no I figured way. that like everyone's having babies right now. Let me just knit baby clothes because why not? I'm home anyways. And I knit everywhere. I knit in between clients. I knit if I'm sitting in my car. I knit when I'm at home. It is like the <laughs> easiest thing to bring around with me. I knit when I'm at the restaurant sometimes. It's it's a bit excessive. That's the cutest hobby I've ever heard. Are you, are you selling them? My... Sorry? Are you selling them? You said like it's a side. Oh, really? How are you getting clients for that? I just, honestly, I think it's the way I promote myself. I post my kids in the stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my God, where'd you get that? And I'm like, oh, I made it. It's I'm mm. selling it for so and so, you know. Um, and where I think making, where do you I post it on my personal page? Okay, okay. Yeah. So I mean, I'm doing it uh, for fun mostly, but when I post it and I do get feedback um I you know I kind of just started telling myself like if someone wants to buy it buy it if not yeah, for you, sure if there's a demand for it why not and if you like doing it yeah exactly so I mean I do that I I try to go out with friends every once in a while you know to get out and kind of recharge because when you're so focused on work which is very easy to do it's easy to forget that you have a life outside of work Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been trying to just spend more time not focusing and fixating on work. I like rent chalets every couple of months. Oh, it's the best. Um, it's the best yeah. to recharge just to be around nature and like be in the area. Yeah, which I I know it's the first year that I'm doing this. So it's really? still feels a little weird. Um, like it was the first year that I, I was enjoying my summer. It it's yeah it's the first year for a lot of things this year so it was it was nice to feel like yeah I can come out for dinner at like eight o'clock at night which is really weird <laughs> that's late guys <laughs> I remember for telling real? my friends you want to go for a drink at nine o'clock do people do that <laughs> <laughs> I think I forget my age too sometimes you know I am no I hate leaving the house after 9 p.m like if someone invites me out it's after nine I'm not going <laughs> can can you pinpoint what's happened this year that you're like making all these changes um like the reason why I'm making these changes yeah yeah it seemed like this year you said there's a lot of changes so like is there anything specific that happened um I think I I I went through quite a lot of um traumatizing experiences with loved ones dying and people that were really close to me um thinking that they weren't going to make it um so it it kind of scared me a little bit and i realized that it doesn't matter how much money you have it's not going to bring back time that you have with the For people sure. you love yeah mm-hmm. and i think it scared me the most especially when i you know i had people that were like you know, my parents not doing well and struggling and, you know, losing their home and, you know, just a lot of stuff that that scared me. And, you know, it again, it's great to be making all kinds of money, but if there's people around you who are who are not doing well and you never see them, there's there's no point. It wasn't it didn't seem worth it, you know. Mm. So I kind of just told myself that you know, it's okay to take a day off in the middle of the week and not go to work and not make money. Um, And honestly, by doing that, I think it, it brought me more clients. It it was weird. It made me realize that I don't need to be working excessive hours to get a certain amount of money because it's going to come, 
And there's mm-hmm. going to be weeks where it's going to be quieter and there's going to be weeks where it's super busy. But if I fixate on always being busy, I'm not going to enjoy anything else because that's sure. all I'm going to be thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having time off will help you like just re- like recharge and in a way it will help you be able to even work better on your business if you have that 100%. time to just like relax and actually take care of yourself and actually enjoy life, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think like you lose a bit of value when you're too available too. So I think that's maybe where it comes from where like you become less available and you start getting more clients. It's because like there's less of you. So there's more people interested. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Though It's true. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah, the, the last thing that I wanted to ask you was about YouTube. I know you told me that you wanted to start YouTube, right? Or did you, you already started YouTube, right? Yeah, so I started doing just like random vlogs, which I really, really like doing. But it's it's so hard to manage. Consuming, yeah. Especially with your knit, your knitting business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, film yourself knitting. Yeah. I know. I, I wanted to do that too, actually. <laughs> I'm sure there's people that would watch like ASMR knitting. Yeah, for sure. There's a market for everything, honestly. (laughs) So do you have plans to continue your channel and to like keep growing it? What's your main focus in terms of social media to like, is it mostly TikTok? So uh, right now I'm enjoying TikTok because I don't fixate on like how many people are coming in. I think Instagram has frustrated me a lot because I feel like I don't understand the algorithm of it. Makes no sense. (laughs) No sense at all. I don't understand. Like, and I, I'm like, I'm an observer. So when I look at people who I like, I look up to, I don't understand how they got to that point. And I, I want to say sometimes, oh, it's because they started at a good time or, you know, they have the right you know, the right contacts, or I don't know what it is, to be honest. So I try not to focus on it too much, because I think it just stresses me out. And then Mm -hmm. I I wonder, like, well, why isn't my page doing the same? And, and I don't like falling down that path. It's, it's too much. But TikTok is good, because there's no specific algorithm. Like you can, your one of your videos can blow up, and one of them could not, you know. So I think I like it better because people are more interactive on TikTok, whereas people are kind of shitty on Instagram. For sure. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're so mean. <laughs> like people don't want to support certain people. Yeah. It's It almost feels like people, a lot of people support people they don't know. Mm-hmm. they don't want to support people they know yeah that they actually yeah. know it's so true it's <laughs> it makes no sense and it kind of makes me mad because I have friends that I've known for years and I've never seen them repost my stuff and I'm like okay <laughs> yeah but <laughs> yet on TikTok everyone's hyping me up I don't even facts. know people on TikTok facts, but facts, facts. everyone's hyping each other up so I I definitely enjoy TikTok a lot more. Instagram, I'm like kind of over it, but I I know I have to keep pushing through. Um, And then YouTube is really cool, especially with like all the new stuff that they've implemented with the shorts and all that. I think it's a really cool idea, but I need to get, I need need to be more consistent with YouTube. Yeah, it's so hard to stay consistent. So hard to edit and like, oh my goodness, it's it's hard. It's really hard. What's a what's a good type of like TikTok to post? Because I'm like I'm trying to get on TikTok. I know like there's so many people that are trying. Like everyone's been telling me, Sasha, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. But I'm like and like I've posted some TikToks, but I don't know how to like just start making content on TikTok. It's like I don't understand the type of content. And everyone keeps telling me like it's you just have to be yourself. But like, can you give us some advice on like what's a style of video that you found very successful with TikTok? I think. I felt the exact same way that you did when I started. I felt so trapped. And I think what one thing that I did wrong when I first started was that I found videos that I liked and I tried to recreate them. Yeah. That's what I'm, but that's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, what videos can I recreate? <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. 
it honestly because you know what you end up looking back at your videos and you're like who is that because that's not me that's like a completely different person and that's how I felt I would look back at them and I'd be like I put so much effort into a video that is not even who I am Mm. and now I mean I'm I'm not afraid to embarrass myself on the internet I do I have a lot of I mean I have my personal page where I do a lot of fashion and I'll you know I get dressed with the camera and I ask them like what what I should wear and people like feeling engaged Mm -hmm. but it depends what your niche is and I found focusing on one thing on your account is better than having 500 different things so focus on one thing that's my struggle I have too many like niches that's me <laughs> I was like doing six sitting lashes I'm like, so confused <laughs> but I have a personal I have like a family page where we do vlogs oh, and then so I have my my business page okay and for business people like when you're I mean people like feeling connected to you so when you're talking to the camera and you're just letting the camera roll there's no time for you to be you know like I have to be proper all the time no just talk it's okay if you stumble people are still listening to you they don't want you to feel like you're a robot you know I think Instagram scarred all of us because like have you ever spoken on your stories like it's so nerve-wracking when you're like talking on your Instagram stories and like filming a TikTok feels like that for me but I'm like I know it's not like that I just I'm not like I haven't I haven't like dived into the platform yet so I know that it's not like that but it's like it feels like that at first you know for sure I think once you get over that fear of feeling like you know people are gonna judge I just ramble that's my thing is I just I just ramble and sometimes I post shit and I'm like why did I post that (laughs) but people are like so relatable (laughs) oh yeah wow I feel the same and I'm like oh I'm not the only one you know but you have to realize too that TikTok there's more people who want to just feel relatable they want to know what you're going through because chances are you're not the only one for Mm. sure yeah what is your TikTok by the way so I have my La Joie de Beauté TikTok where I post my business stuff and then I have mine which is my name so Latea Lajwa and then I have like a little family page where, you know, we post our vlogs and my daughter's doing silly things. And um, I found it better. I, again, I had a TikTok where I was doing everything. And again, I mean, I try not to focus on like the views and the, all that stuff, but it was getting too confusing because when you, when you look at TikTok, it finds an algorithm for you right? So I can have a certain algorithm on my family page. It's like all moms and kids. And when I'm going through my for you page, that's what it is. And when I do Mm -hmm. my business page, it's all business stuff where it's lashes, beauty. And so that's kind of how it works. So when you fall into that category, it just kind of, you know, separates it like that. So yeah. Yeah, that's really good advice. I need to get on TikTok. I will eventually. Just do it. I think if you think about it too much, you're never going to do it. Yeah, that's my problem. Like I've been thinking, I've been overthinking it for the past like two years and just has, I haven't done anything. But if I would have been posting random stuff for the past two years, I'm sure that it would have taken off by now, you know? (laughs) 100%. Because again, if you just like at least set little goals for yourself by saying like, okay, I'm going to post one video on talking about like, how to start your business or whatever it is, because, you know, people like guidance and again, they like to feel relatable. So just post anything. There's yeah. always going to be someone. And I promise you, <laughs> I hope so. There will be. <laughs> I just have one last question, And uh, I guess from now I'm going to start asking this question. I want to you to say your predictions for yourself five years from now. So that hopefully five years from now, I could go back to this video and say, I got some of these rights. So if you were to see yourself five years from now, where you see yourself going and how's the business and family life for you? So I'm, I hope that in five years from now, I have people working for me. (laughs) Um, And I would love to open up another location. Um, I have friends in the States And they've said to me so many times that opening up a place in like Brooklyn or in, you know, New York, um, I think 
you know, having the business that I have that has everything in it, it's kind of hard not to want to be in a place that just feels, you know, like you can spend the whole day there and come out feeling like a new person. So I think opening up this business in places like that would, you know, help people, you know, who are busy all the time and they don't want to go to six different places. I think it could be a success, but it's scary to think that far in advance because you don't know what, you know, what can happen five years from now. But um, yeah, I hope that at least I hope that I can, I can have a second location and definitely just have people working for me and learning new stuff. I want to make sure that I'm always learning new stuff because that's important to me. Yeah. Mm. I have, I have two, two more questions for me. One is just out of curiosity, like how old were you when you had your first child and like, was it expected or was it like unexpected? <laughs> um, no, it was not, it was not expected. Ah. Um, I started dating my boyfriend and three months after I got pregnant. Wow. <laughs> it was very, very sudden. He was 21 and I was 22 when we got pregnant. Wow yeah that's crazy and we haven't killed each other yet so (laughs) (laughs) two kids later we're still here so um yeah yeah. i've never heard like someone like three three months together and then they have a child like that's crazy and then you're still together which is it's far um and the other question was the last question that we usually ask our guests um okay so have you heard of the jay-z question no, I haven't. No, but everyone knows who Jay-Z is. Just ask yes, the question. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. But I, I need to make sure they've heard of it. Oh, okay. So you either guess. <laughs> Why'd you have to roast me like that? I'm sorry. So, so basically. Because every time he's like, have you heard of the Jay-Z question? But I'm like, well, just I'm ask. just asking because what if they knew? What if they knew? Basically, it's a, th- it's a thing. Like, you want to ask a- it? There's like a popular like debate online and they're like, would you choose 500k cash or a dinner with Jay-Z and why? That's the debate. So what, what, like, what would your answer be for that and why? <laughs> so I think I would choose dinner with Jay-Z a hundred percent. Back to back. A hundred percent because you can have all the money in the world and not know shit. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you don't know the way to take or the knowledge, you're not going to be successful with that 500000 So like for you. me, I would choose that because I choose learning from someone who is successful and learning everything that they, you know, they, the route that they took to get them not that it's going to maybe bring me to that to the same place but hearing it from someone who's that successful 100% I would choose being able to sit with him and ask him a million questions over $500,000. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's a good answer. Great answer. <laughs> they say like they say like so many people I think it's like 80% of people who win the lottery lose all their money within like one or two years. 100%. What's the percentage? Do you guys know the percent like it's, I think it's 70%, 70% or 80%. Like some crazy number. Like most people who win the lottery, they end up spending yeah, all their money and they, they have nothing to show yeah, for you. You don't have, to open, you yeah. have the knowledge. So like, I think like, I oh. take the money, but like I agree with your point that like if you don't know what to do with the money, like what are you really going to do, you know? Well, that's mm. it. And it's funny because before I started my business, I remember telling my boyfriend for two years that I was going to win the lottery. I would tell him every day, Let's go buy a lottery ticket because I'm going to win the lottery. (laughs) And then when I ended up finding my job, I told him, I think this is it. I think this is what it was. It was the weirdest feeling ever. And my boyfriend laughs all the time because he's like, you really thought you were going to win the lottery. And I'm like, but I did though. (laughs) I kind of did because I didn't know I didn't win a million dollars, but I won the happiness that you feel when you win something amazing, right? that's amazing that's amazing yeah Yeah, that's so cute oh my god (laughs) (laughs) did did, did you still play the lottery so we will play it (laughs) once in a while like if we feel lucky or you know but no I honestly like I think after 
being in this in this opportunity, I realized that so many people don't feel genuinely happy. And even when you're going, even when I'm going through something that's that's really rough and that's like heavy on the heart, I still look around and I think I if I could if I died tomorrow, I feel like I lived a really a really full happy life where yeah and you've accomplished a lot I was happy I feel like I I'm genuinely happy you know so I know I will play it once in a while but I I feel I feel very lucky to be living the life that I that I'm in right now yeah and I feel like once you find something that is like I guess that you enjoy and you're able to live off of it it's like you don't really feel a need to buy lottery tickets anymore you know yeah (laughs) Because you're getting paid doing what you love. Yeah, but, uh, that's it. And I mean, I say it all the time. I wish I had, like, I wish, a part of me wishes that I I had this feeling and I was super rich. I think I would do it for free because I like seeing people, I like seeing people happy. I like yeah. seeing them, that feeling is just, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a really crazy feeling, feeling that like, you know, you can make people happy, you know, for sure. for with something sure. so simple. Yeah. So. Far. Well, I think was this was a, a great episode. episode. Yeah. We really appreciate yeah, your time. Sure. Honestly, this was such a good episode. Like, yeah. we've had so many real estate people and like Amazon sellers and like more financey type stuff. But I was like, I thought it'd be really, really interesting, like, um, idea for an episode, especially because, like I said in, in our side hustles episode, I was like, "What about lash artists and like that type of thing?" So I was thinking it would be a really cool episode. So I think our viewers are gonna really like it. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was fun. It was my yeah. first podcast, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it went very well. It went very well. Well, thank yeah. you guys for watching Untold Gems. Um, we will see you all next week. Bye.